Welcome to today's Buddha's podcast, all about Ahimsa. Ahimsa is an amazing um, journey into understanding self-care, self-love, and the ripple effect, feeling the ripple effects of what it is to truly self-care. So Ahimsa meaning do no harm. But take that into the broadest concept and do no harm to self, do no harm to others, do no harm to um, our dance of the element particles that move through every particle of existence. But do no harm is also that flow into self-care and self-care is also rippling out into how we talk to ourselves, the tones we use, the languages we use to communicate, generally speaking, and then how we then communicate, share and express ourselves in the vast community at large, you know, globally, cosmically speaking, all those things. And a lot of it comes back to self-seeding and self-seeding from that state of understanding through Salcha, the purity of intention, the purity, the cleanliness, the clear clarity, um, the purity of our energy. And when we align that, when we align Ahimsa, we come into the heart centre. Within the heart centre, beyond the physical organ, although that's very, very uh, intrinsic in a human form, until that's transcended, and some of you are already transcending that or have transcended that, those uh, sentient beings that have expanded beyond that. And understand in Shiva um, the flow within um, the epicenter of the pulsation of existence itself, and that's really exciting. That's that's a whole avenue of quantum physics that is so expansive and so diverse, and so literally a reality in in some of your worlds, and that's exciting. Uh, as is, no matter where you're flowing, no matter where you're streaming, no matter where you're connected to, no matter what your belief systems are, they're all exciting because how can they not be when they're you? They're particles within your existence. But we decided with Lord Ganesh and Lord Shiva and uh, Shiva, the I am presence, to really focus on the meaning behind Ahimsa, part of the eight limbs of yoga with Patanjali. And uh, Ram Ramana and Shodi Sai Baba decided to show up as well as did uh, Sai Baba and, gosh, the list is endless. Every time we start mentioning someone, someone else comes in. So Shodi Sai Baba was one of the most amazing teachers, as is to this day Ramana. And, of course, then you talk about them, you come up with Paramahamsa Yogananda and, uh, gosh, we could just keep going. <laughs> but the thing with this, when you tune in and tap into this source of vibrational frequency, you have this huge party this huge repertoire of soundless-to-sound frequencies of vibration that come to share the wisdom through their their own uh, flow that's not an individual ownership but a cosmic awareness in ownership, which means that nothing is truly owned in the way often people in this world um, perceive it, but it's a shared energy, uh, synergistic of energy flow. And uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, uh, such a beautiful teacher, but such a beautiful person, such a beautiful being. Uh, to this day, he still navigates the pathways for those people who are drawn to his teachings, his writings. Same with Krishnamacharya. Um, gosh, you know, it's always so exciting because once we start these podcasts, <laughs> we get so many of these beautiful, exquisite energies come to the party to share their wisdom. 
And, you know, the thing, the joy that we get here in Budai with uh, this journey is that, you know, it's, it's such a grand adventure of collaboration. You know, we start with something. Maybe Ganesh will give a word. And that's the word that begins the flow when we do our podcast, whether it's for you guys or Patreon um, friends or... Um, Gosh, our clients, you know, those students that come, which are also teachers, which are also beings of light that just are passing through in a journey of wonderment and expansion, transcendence, love, unconditional, all those things that we're here to fully immerse ourselves, whether you're on the frame of reference of the Eka Tolle New Earth. Gosh, the world is our oyster and beyond. So bringing it back to Ahimsa, why is that so significant in a world that's in a state of change and in a state of flux? Through wonderment and expansion. Because as we allow ourselves to surrender and really become a primordial listener, we start to recognise the tone we use when we talk to ourselves. We recognise the tone we're using when we express anything verbally and we also recognise the tone we use when we're sending our vibration out, whether we're using words or the art of non-speech, which means you're not speaking at all. Sometimes by not speaking, the tone that you emit energetically can be really loud and it can be sometimes really harsh and then sometimes really soft and gentle. But the more we become aware of what energy we're expressing inward and also then what is uh, expounding out of us and, and going, rippling out into the vastness of existence, really can change how we then come into our state of awareness through Saucha. And Saucha is not that false sense of perfection. You know, it's, it's not a pseudonym for that. It's, it's actually a ray of light that is uh, pure in, his, in its resonance and in, in its essence. And that sense of purity comes from being aware of your resonance. And it's that simple. And that's anyone who's on the path of... Um, bringing more light in. So enlightenment means many things, as Gautama Buddha is saying now, is that enlightenment means many things to many people. You know, there's words in every particular teaching that's come through the navigational path of existence and words used in different teachings, but ultimately the words that are used have the same meaning in the context that they were being conveyed with. And, you know, it's interesting because now we've got this beautiful community that we're doing this podcast with and they're all <laughs> nodding in agreement. And so for those of you who really, you know, are very uh, clairaudient and very visual, you know, very open in your Ajna, but also you use your two eyes and you can see through the tri trinity of your two eyes with the Ajna, which means you're the all-seeing eye now, then you're probably seeing a lot of those teachers or a lot of those beautiful beings that are your friends, family, um, and seeing and hearing exactly what we're conveying in that frequency. Because the joy of these podcasts is that these, these beings can present themselves no matter where you are in existence, no matter where you are in this world or the worlds that you're in, uh, there's simply presence itself. So there's no such thing as distance or um, separation. It's at one moment, which is really beautiful because it's, it enhances our own energetic stream when we connect with these vibrations. It also helps to unlock the density, that mental mindset that says that we're a very dense infrastructure. You start to become more consciously aware. Even if you're conscious, you become more and more open to that understanding and flow. And now allow your particles within your physical form to flow and move and oscillate 
within the radiance of existence. And that's really liberating because when your posture within your physical form starts to open up, all of a sudden you start to want to stand or sit erect. Your shoulders are back naturally without forcing them to be pulled back because there's no tension. When you pull your shoulders back, you've created a lockdown in your muscular system. When you come into the energetic streams of that, your body will naturally move itself into a posture that opens up the hara, the centrifuge of your body, your being, within a form, within a form, okay? Because you've got many, many forms. You know, you, your form also might take a flower. It may become the root system of earth. It may become like Isis does. She becomes the particles within the soil and then travels and traverses and tributaries of that those particles and then expands outwardly at that to self-seed. So all these things, for some of you, you sort of really get it. Um, yeah, and some of you really not sure what we're talking about. All really amazing because in anyone's resonance and readiness, your particles start to open up their own internal impulse that is uh, all-knowing and comes into that state of awareness that, and as you're ready to bring in more enlightened energy in, and enlightened will always come back to its more radiance of light. And it doesn't mean greater or less than or better or, or, or worse or any of those things. It simply is what it is. Um, more of those light vibrational frequencies that actually Gaia herself or itself it, herself <laughs> is actually emanating. You know, Gaia is so exquisite and as... As the dance of the elements, our physical form uh, is in resonance with Gaia and as and is Gaia itself because we also have the dance of the elements within the earth element. And so we are the symbiosis within that uh, congeniality of existence and Gaia is constantly self-seeding. It's constantly birthing new species, new... Uh, of, in everything, actually, new radiances, new uh, boundless frequencies of light. And so it's regenerating itself. It's rejuvenating itself. It's clearing pathways. It's, it's elevating its uh, natural wonders. It's elevating its beautiful crystal clear waterways. And it's doing that of its own volition because it's conscious. It's a conscious living entity in itself. And as people, we are also part of that conscious living entity. And more so, and, and more, you know. And so, and not more so as we're more than Earth. We are Earth itself. But we're always evolving because we're cos cosmic consciousness. So, therefore, that is also evolving. And it's something you get out of your individual mind and you become at one of existence. So, bringing it back to Saucha. Saucha in this this flow is about going deeper into that soundless to sound frequency vibrational uh, tapestries, infinite tapestries that are constantly creating itself over and over again, never exactly the same. Nothing is exactly the same. It's like saying one pair of shoes fits all people where it doesn't. And it's the same with anything in life. No matter what we're traversing, we're all at different vibrations. And it's exciting because we can share with so much as we go along the journey with ourselves, but also with each other when we're ready to be open and just keep flowing. And when we talk about flow, it's not about for what we're talking in the in the way that we're um, our meaning apply is applied to, is that it's not 
not being a participant in that flow. It's recognising that your being of existence is the flow itself, but rather not putting any obstacles in its way unless you feel that's the way that you, you would like to experience your, your journey. And there's always these choices, you know. And another thing is that uh, Lord Shiva was saying was that because we're all coming from different frequencies, you know, we were talking and with him about the health system. And, of course, there's so many beautiful people working within the system, whether you call it alternative medicine or whether you call it allopathic medicine or you call it indigenous medicine, bush food medicine. You know, it's all systems, uh, um, Siddha medicine. You know, there's so many. I mean, there's so much out there. And it's all relevant because we're always oscillating at different sound waves and understanding and flow. And so depending on where you're at and what's being created within your form and, you know, and that which goes beyond, you know, those modalities, that modes of transport are relevant to people at different moments in their existence. So when we're talking about holistic well-being, we're coming from that um, Siddha flow. The Siddha just means a state of... Um, accomplishment or actualization in some way. In the, this is where Lord Shiva is coming from with that. Everyone has their own definition of what that means. According to their own way, they've come to that word or the teachings that they've followed or embodied. But the health system's interesting because if for those of you who've come from yo uh, like yoga as in a yoga teacher and, gosh, that's so vast, we wouldn't even start in this podcast because there's so many different flows with that. Um, but yoga for us is, is true union. It's just the unity into the oneness that is all that is. And then there's many tributaries that stream out from that. So your yoga union is with nature. Your yoga union is with the primordial self as you and is you. So all of those things. And then, of course, there's the modalities that become, you know, the asanas or part of the eight limbs. And, and so it goes on. A lot of you would be able to articulate more than we would in this podcast. But it's more than that. So each system has relevance to where you're coming from with your own flow of how you see your own well-being. And as a practitioner, it can be quite tricky because, you know, when you go through your teachings and, uh, you know, you're always learning. Gosh, there's so much to learn because you learn one one form of um, health practice and then, you know, you might be guided to from within to go to another health practice because you're always expanding. But then... As Lord Shiva says uh, and is saying even now, is that then there comes this moment where you you're your own physician, and it's something that is so deep within the psyche of existence that it comes from that state of all knowing, not through the ego where it's there's an arrogance or any, or not always arrogance. Sometimes the ego is all there there to, because it thinks it needs to protect you in some way, but it goes deeper than that. So. And some people have found that state of presence within when they've been in like an isolated place where they're just either submerged or immersed themselves in nature or they've, you know, taken them off into a cave or, you know, they've really had to face a lot of their, you know, whether that's issues in their tissues or, um, you know, face a lot of things that have occurred in their life or maybe that have transcended throughout existence that have come into this one physical form. But when that all that has been let go of and surrendered, you come into that primordial state of wellness where no diseasement is on file within your system. You know, there's no mental 
uh, creation of any form of diseasement. It simply knows the wholeness of existence. So there's no desire anymore to learn or, or experience through a diseased state. And that's really interesting because for those of you who are moving into that, especially when you're around a, an environment that is based on disease, based on being a fixer, you know, being at a fixative and, um, or a career path that is is a fixative. And it's all relevant, it's all beautiful because that's required, it's needed. You know, things happen in this world and, and we need to care for one another. But this is something else again because this is when you're in primordial presence and... Lord Shiva lives in that existence. Ganesh is, well, he's the embodiment of it. Lakshmi is as well, Sarasvati, Vishnu. And so we go on because their vibration is of that nature where they understand how to create form. And they were amazing teachers, as did Jesus. Oh, my God. And actually, Gautama as well. Paramahansa Yogananda also came into his own state of wisdom with that as well before he decided to transcend that particular form and go into the lightness. Um, because, you know, some of you still see him, right? Just, you know, we, we like a lot of us still see him. We still see Maharishi because he's still alive, just in a different frame of reference of soundless to sound frequency vibration. We also see animals that in some worlds are known to be um, extinct, but of course they're still in existence, you know, just in a different frequency. But Gaia in a frequency is also bringing in new life forms. So it's fascinating, isn't it? And yet we started with the conversation with the Himsa <laughs> and then we streamed into Salja. So... This is what we mean when you let go of the harsh tones, the um, tones that are admonishing ourselves and each other and just allow that self-respect to rise up and be at peace with whatever anyone's journeying in and respect their another's journey because you have this in-depth respect for your own journey and self-care. And so it's a different understanding of self-care but it's vast and it's forever expanding. And, and the animals have known that. So when you look at storylines like Fern Gully, that's an awesome movie, or you look at um, films like um, the Narnia stories, you know, where animals speak. In the world we come from, animals communicate. But even in the other worlds, animals do always communicate with each other, and so do the plant forms, and they all do. And now in this world, the scientists and uh, uh, environmental scientists are now becoming more aware of it and how they communicate. But then you can transcend that again and recognise that while that's recognised, a lot of people now are starting to wake up and actually hear that communication. So their audio uh, accessibility has shifted in sound waves. So this is really awesome because it comes into an awareness deeply seated within new earth, the New Earth story, but then also something that has always been there, just more people are tuning in and tapping into that. So bringing in the art of yoga, as Lord Shiva um, teaches it, even today he still teaches that um, flow within unity, as does Pravati and uh, Ganesh. And Ganesh is a funny teacher. He, he's so funny. He's so funny with exercising you know, because yoga is union and therefore all things flow from that. And so his form of physical fitness is very different to what you see in a lot of the worlds today. But 
it has humor. It has a joy, a joyfulness in the vibration. It has the complete dance of the solar system within existence, within the physical form, in every single molecule and cell. So your body lightens up. So if you do, and and you are one of these um, people that practice yoga through uh, asanas and uh, more the physical side to create and body sculpt, you know, and some of you, without taking offence, doing it for connecting and calming the mind and all those things. This is something else that he takes a great depth into the joyfulness of it because he focuses on not on the perfection of it or perfecting the human form in the way that it's uh, conceived by so many. It's not about the six-pack ab. It's not about any of those things. It's about loving yourself. It's about loving what you are. It's loving who you are. It's loving every particle. It's loving your jelly bits. It's loving your 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 core strength. It's loving your feeling when you feel not so strong. And some of you, yeah, definitely sometimes you feel a little bit um, weak. And what's weakness? It just means your energy hasn't come back within an aligned awareness of your vital life force. That's all it is. So sometimes that's so your body will rest more easily because we're so driven sometimes in some of the worlds that people flow in. But then you come back into your elongated breath through pranayama or some of you are just naturally connected to the elongated breath and it just simply has is your first habit. It's your first natural way of breathing. And then therefore it's easy to slip into the silence of existence, that which is birthing sound. And then within that comes your rippling out of vibrations and frequencies and the dance of the elements and the tapestries of light and existence. So within that, as we're speaking, some of you are experiencing, as we can perceive you, is this clearing from one ear. You know how they say there's nothing between your two ears? (laughs) There is something to that saying in a really amazing way, not in a derogatory way. So... It literally clears out that pathway from one ear to the other ear and you feel this space, which is so important. Space is so undervalued in so many of these worlds. Space is beautiful. It's where everything is very peaceful. It's where the heart centre is synchronised in. And so ether is such a beautiful existence within our existence. It's such a beautiful gift to relax the muscular structure within a person, it actually soothes the nervous system. It flows within the endocrine system and it navigates our neural pathways to lighten our existence within our uh, mental pathways, our new, um, yeah, our mental pathways. And then connecting with our emotional body, you know, space gives us that freedom to clear them instantly within a, a, a less than a moment but a moment is okay <laughs> so it's interesting isn't it and yet we started with ahimsa so ahimsa is the cause of anything because you know it's so easy to bear it ourselves it's so easy to use the tone that hurts us but it's like if you put the the palms of your hands very gently and place them on the cheeks of your face just a very very gentle chat Um, touch and all of a sudden you calm your breath it's so instantaneous and you just feel relaxed it's that gentle sense of touch and yet we're so harsh with ourselves we touch ourselves so harshly you know but just by that simple act and what took less than a second to do we can resonate our body our being resonates with that so we have this ability to 
heal ourselves, but recognize that we're already healed when we let it be known to the rest of our particles. And that gentle sense of ahimsa, when you've released all that expression through tonal uh, pathways, that's why sometimes sound therapy for some people works so beautifully, but not even needing to have a therapy as such, although, you know, it's all wonderful, but to the simple acts that we, we create within our, our daily existence, these simple actions and inactions that can create a really beautiful fortified nervous system, that create a beautiful clarity around our journey and existence and take this constant pressure of becoming something rather than simply letting the old self die over and over again and renew into our renewed state of our flow. And it's a gift to yourself. So that's what we wanted to share, share here in Budai and share, share the, lost, the rest of it away and share with you the wonderful journey that we ourselves are on with the beautiful team. You know, Paramahansa often comes in and has a joke with Lord Ganesh, you know, Shodi Sai Baba, who's funny, he loves to dance. Oh, my God. If you've got a fire pit, he'll come and dance with you. He's just beautiful. He's so light on his feet. Ramana, oh, my goodness, my heart sings, so quiet of nature. He will sit and just gaze at you because he's not one for words, is our beautiful Ramana. He's just a man of little words, even when he was in a more dense structure and really not a lot's changed. He'll just stare and you'll look into those beautiful big brown eyes of his and you'll feel a sense of quiet around your solar plexus and then you'll need to breathe straight away. It'll ignite the breath, you know. And in Shiva, he's just a beautiful gift to to share and become the embodiment of within your own journey, if you so desire. And then, of course, you've got your beautiful happy Buddha, always raising his arms up, you know, rubbing his belly, (laughs) always feeling nurtured and nourished in existence, which he still does in this now moment, you know, always ready to share a smile with you all. So if you're feeling sad or you're feeling like you want to cry, in comes comes Lord Shiva as well to burn that away from you and let you you help the release, as does Hanuman with the wind blowing it all away. But then Happy Buddha, you know, with his beautiful big smile that goes from ear to ear and his twinkling eyes because he has smiling eyes is always ready. And then Kuskutama Buddha, oh, my gosh, how exquisite. The way of the peaceful warrior, he's so at peace. So he has this equanimity that he flows through the journey. What a beautiful gift. And then Lakshmi, oh, she's so divine. And Sarasvati comes in straight away as well because Lakshmi bringing the abundance of the wisdom and the knowledge with Sarasvati. And Skanda, ah, got to love Murugan. He's just gorgeous because he's spearing that inner war that goes on within our person, you know, always at war, always struggling, you know, fighting the self and uh, trying to annihilate itself to stop the natural flow of your journey. Just what a beautiful gift. And then Krishna, how could we not love Lord Krishna with his big blue eyes, big brown eyes, I should say, big brown eyes and his blue, his blue iridescent body, that's so gorgeous in any given nanosecond, who radiates with Radha, unconditional love, and plays his flute. You can't help but open the heart centre and feel the emptying out of any discorded energy around your sacral and solar plexus. And then the divine Ganesh, always up for a dance, loves to rap with MC Yogi. (laughs) 
<laughs> loves to do these sonnets with Janet Stone. Loves to just immerse with all those beautiful people, immersing themselves in yoga, in true union. The Pilates lovers, you name it, he's there, front and centre. And those who you love to dance, oh, my God, get the bongos out. It's all for your dance and playfulness, just pure joy and om. So there's so much. You've got so many beings that are just willing to participate and be there. Just be the presence and reflect that vast sensitivity So that was our share for this podcast. We really hope you've enjoyed it. We always love sharing. Um, It's always spontaneous. And we look forward to our next share. Namaste. Bye for now.